0: Welcome back to Cocktails and Classics. This week we're taking a look at the 1988 horror, comedy, fantasy film. It's not really horror, but uh, Beetlejuice, directed by Tim Burton. I'm Dylan. Joining me as always, Ben and Cam. To kick things off and get everybody in the right mood, we're going to go to this week's cocktail. The Beetlejuice Cocktail. Hey, hey. hey. This comes from cocktailswithclass.com. You're going to need an ounce of vodka, a half ounce of melon liqueur, a half ounce of raspberry liqueur, half ounce of blue curacao two ounces of sweet and sour and an ounce of cranberry juice uh they recommend put it in a nice shallow glass like a uh, martini glass it's a cocktail with blue curacao so it's going to be sweet not to mention the sweet and sour mix and then the
1: other two sweet liqueurs <laughs> this is a uh this Halloween is definitely party. like a party punch right yeah yeah with mostly people who really like don't drink if you made this in a big batch Exactly. Uh, being that I'm on the road right now, I didn't didn't have access to uh, a liquor store. I'm in a hotel room, so I don't really want to purchase a bunch of liquor to leave here. Um, this drink just screams like it's a party drink, but it's also a party drink for, for people who love really sweet, sugary drinks. And that that ain't that ain't me anymore. I can't do it. This sounds like a stomach ache in a glass to me. This is junior year of college, Ben. I won't argue it. I plead the
0: fifth. <laughs> Thank you. I hope everyone appreciated my pun. So, <laughs> and, you know, in theory, there's literally like one ounce of actual liquor in here, which is like the vodka, and the other ones are like 15%. So <laughs> it's uh, it's basically sugar with a uh, a whisper, a whisper of alcohol. Hit up the show notes below. Uh, hit the Casker links. Buy yourself some vodka, some melon liqueur, some raspberry liqueur, some blue curacao, Have it delivered directly to your door. Uh, we'll get a little kickback from that and you get some alcohol. So, what's there to uh, hate, you know? Make a Beetlejuice cocktail and send us a picture at Cocktails and Classics Pod on Instagram. And check out Beetlejuice. It's on HBO Max a, uh, as of recording. So, we're going to spoil it. Yeah, if you haven't seen this one, what are you doing?
2: Yeah, what are you
1: doing? Yeah, hey guys, I can't wait to review this late 80s Tim Burton dark movie starring Michael Keaton. It's so good, but it's not the one you think. It's <laughs> not the first one that we've done. Not the first one we've done.
2: That's right. We didn't do the weird one. Yeah, we
1: didn't do the more we didn't do the more Tim Burtony one, but we did do the first. Beetlejuice is a 1988
0: uh, comedy fantasy film. Currently sits at a 7.5 out of 10 on IMDb. Directed by Tim Burton. Written by Cole, McDowell, Larry Wilson, Warren Skareen. Stars Alec Baldwin, Gina Davis, Michael Keaton, Annie McEnroe, Catherine O'Hara, Winona Ryder, Glenn Shaddix, Jeffrey Jones. It's the story of the spirits of a deceased couple are harassed by an unbearable family that has moved into their home and hire malicious spirit to drive them out. Had either of you guys seen this movie before? Yeah. No. I also hadn't seen this movie before. I'd like, I'd caught pieces of it on like television, but I, you know, Hannah was like, have you seen this before? And I was like, yeah, it's about like a couple, the ghost or whatever, right? And I'm like, that's what I thought I knew. Um, so it was nice to uh, finally sit down and watch it because I did, uh, I did enjoy it, Um And I kind of expected to not enjoy it. I feel like this, I'm not a huge Tim Burton fan. I will say I feel like people who are obsessed with like Edward Scissorhands and stuff annoy me because I don't think that movie is good. Uh, But yeah, I was pleasantly surprised.
2: I feel like I was kind of in the opposite boat. I thought I'd like it, but I feel like I was kind of underwhelmed by it. The movie is called Beetlejuice, but like how often is Beetlejuice actually in the damn movie? Like I feel like it's mostly not Beetlejuice. <laughs> like it's not, right?
0: There was neither beetles nor juice in the entire
1: well there was one Beetle. There's the one that's like <laughs> One Beetle. Yeah. But really, I mean what are we even naming the movie after? You know, there's there's no juice. Actually It's just it's not like even his juice. name. Yeah. yeah, it should have been called Beetlegeist.
2: He does the whole like mime thing where he's like, you have to say my name, but I can't tell you what it is.
0: So he's basically Rumpelstiltskin.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't know. I, for a movie titled Beetlejuice, I thought that we were going to get more of Beetlejuice and we got like 20 minutes of Beetlejuice in a, I don't know, how long, hour and a half long movie. I mean, I don't know. I feel like this is Silence of the Lambs all over again. You know, like, the memorable character is not fucking... It's, it's not... not even, I'll tell you, it's yeah. not Alec Baldwin. It's um, not him.
0: <laughs> I forgot he was even in this thing.
1: Yeah. I didn't know yeah. he was in it at all. On a rewatch, I I realized, like, oh, wait, I forget how little Michael Keaton's actually in this movie. Like, he not a lot. Which, I guess kind of makes sense. I mean, realistically, he was not he was not a star like he would he would become the next year. Uh when this movie came out, I mean, he really hadn't been launched into you know, like superstar actor. I I know he had done other like comedy movies and that, but yeah, it is weird when when you rewatching your or on the rewatch and I'm just like, "Wow, I forget how little he's actually in this movie." for the fact that he's the titular character.
2: Yeah, this movie does have a lot of star power in it. I mean, you got... Maybe maybe in retrospect? I don't know. Because you got Alec Baldwin, as you already mentioned, Michael Keaton, Gina Davis, Catherine O'Hara, Winona Ryder. Like, these are all, like, big names, but maybe not until after this movie comes out. Was this before or after... When did Ferris Bueller's come out? I, I mean, probably before this movie, I guess. And also... When was, uh, looking oh, at yeah. when, cause like Winona Gen- Ryder was in Heather's.
0: Heather's was good for Jeffrey, this, I believe.
1: Jeffrey Jones had done it's actually
0: like Ferris Bueller's.
2: The same year.
0: Oh, well I'm thinking of like, oh, well I feel like Winona Ryder has now like rekindled her stardom. Yeah. It's kind of the same with Michael Keaton. I feel like he's, like he's really big now since like, uh. You know, repl- reprising his like Batman role and, you know, being in the Marvel and stuff. Um, yeah. I th- well, I think Birdman really brought his career back. I mean, Gina Davis was like Thelma and Thelma and Louise in 91. She was in a league of their own. Alec Baldwin, I feel like, eh, yeah, he peaked after. That. I mean, like Glengarry, Glenn Ross. Well, yeah. It's complicated. Hunt for Red October. I feel like this is one of those ones where you. I mean, also, it's it's Tim Burton, so, like, you know, he kind of could probably get that poll, but I feel like going in early, like, it's one of those movies where you probably couldn't get this again. My comparison would be, like, Scott Pilgrim versus The World, like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, they did get the entire cast back for the anime that's coming out soon. Oh. I feel like that's one of those movies where you couldn't get that entire cast if you tried today.
2: I feel like, though, the cast of Scott Pilgrim has... Their their collective peak has already happened, and they're back on the downslope for a lot of those people.
0: Uh, Yeah, I mean,
2: especially some of the like lower, like you know, Chris Evans in the movie. I think his peak was probably like a peak of stardom was probably like five years ago. Not that he's in nothing now, but no, I was thinking Avengers. True, like Uh, Endgame and stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess. Uh, Well, I'm thinking of like you know, Brie Larson is in there. Yeah, I mean, literally, there's. So many fucking people. Michael Sarah, Mary Elizabeth Weinstead, Kieran Colkin, who was just in uh whatever that fucking. Had a succession. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean Anna Kendrick, but I couldn't tell you the last thing she was in. Aubrey Plaza. You got uh Jason Schwartzman. I mean to be fair, Schwartzman's
2: not in anything unless uh Wes Anderson has a movie coming out that year. Say <laughs> is
0: Wes Anderson attached? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's
2: pretty much it. Yeah, I haven't seen a single thing with uh, Anna Kendrick in years. She has she done anything since a Pitch Perfect? I mean, she's yes, but anything we've seen?
1: Yeah, she did that movie with Blake Lively. I can't remember the name of it. Well, uh, Trolls. She was. She's a voice
0: in Trolls. Was a voice in Trolls? Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, a simple favor is that. That what you're
2: was it. About? Yeah, that was also five years ago.
1: Yeah. I was gonna say I know it came out a while ago. We we saw it. I don't remember much about it.
0: Uh, she was in something this year that's pretty good ratings. Woman of the Hour. It's got
1: seventy ratings.
2: I'm sure it's a shitty little indie film.
0: Hey yo, <laughs> calm down. I mean,
2: I mean, I'm just saying, like, um, maybe it's good. Maybe it's a good little indie film. I don't know, but it's yeah, seventy ratings on IMDb. So
0: I don't, I don't know. Like, you know, the part where they have the elongated faces. I thought that was like a whole bigger thing. Cause I feel like that's such a, like a memorable image from this movie. And then it's literally just like, all right, we're going to go scare them. And then they just can't like, they got to like refix their faces as soon as they get back into the real world. I was like, Oh, that's it. That's, <laughs> that's the whole, it's the whole bit.
1: Yeah. I, again, I think this movie had a lot of like very standout bits but those bits are really what the movie is remembered for, and it's not. It's it's not a lot of that. I will say the two scenes that I remember and uh, still love is the the Harry the Harry Belafonte uh, scenes. The first one when they do the the banana song, they they just start randomly singing, "Dayo, Dayo." They're all like confused. And then the, the shakes at the end, a uh, classic. Yeah. I think there were things that I didn't re- Like I forgot that he owned the hardware store, which is when they go into, I remember them needing to go into town, but I forgot why, or that it was his store that they went to. I also feel like you would think the fact that he owned a hardware store, they would have played more into that. Like they, they made it seem like it was a big deal and then just kind of neglected anything else about it. Uh, what did you guys think of the twist like right away where they introduce you to these characters and within like the first 10 minutes they die?
2: Uh, I thought it was interesting, I guess, because, yeah, I mean, I did not, I mean, first off, I didn't even know Alec Baldwin was in this movie. So I was like, oh, Alec Baldwin's here, weird. And then, yeah, they like drive off the bridge or whatever. I'm like, wait, are they dead? (laughs) We just saw these people like oh they are dead they're just now the main characters of the movie called beetlejuice all right weird but okay
0: <laughs> i don't know i i like that i mean it does make sense because they're like the main characters of the movie and like obviously they're not beetlejuice but like they are the characters who the movie like revolves around because it's their house that is being uh, encroached on you know but i did I was kind of confused because I couldn't tell if like they were the couple that was moving in because like I knew that like I knew that concept. I'd seen the plot line that it was like, oh, a ghost couple. So I was like, oh, are these the annoying people who like move in and they're trying to take over the house because like the lady's trying to get them to sell and all this. So I was like, oh, maybe there's a a different ghost couple or and then they're the one like they're the couple actually. And I was like, okay this kind of makes more sense.
2: It is funny how over the top a lot of stuff is like when Catherine O'Hara is making additions to the house. It's like the most ridiculous shit you've ever seen anyone do to a house. There's like geometric shapes like pointed out from the house, like big rectangles. And you're like, who? Like, this is crazy.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Like, it just isn't the character of the house at all. Right. Well, and
2: it's just like so far fetched because it's Tim Burton. It's just like, wow, this is. This is ridiculous.
0: You know, speaking of Beatles, just selling it for so long. I saw Michael Keaton ad-libbed ninety percent of his lines in the film.
2: Wow, that's interesting.
0: Which uh, you know, may I mean, maybe there was some like some sort of backbone. Wow, he script. ad-libbed eight lines. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he talks a lot when he's on screen.
2: <laughs> he does talk a lot when he's on screen.
0: He he, he won't shut up. <laughs>
2: I like the part where the ghost tries to marry the fifteen-year-old girl. That was fun. Well,
0: he's not—he's bad guy, but is he bad guy? No.
2: <laughs> yes, yeah, I would say so. <laughs> I was like, wait—are we getting into a subplot about how she now this this girl has to marry this like eternal ghost? Is that what we're doing? Okay, uh, kind of weird, but all right. Eighties were a wild time, I guess.
0: That it was the eighties. Uh, That's all you gotta that, say. That is a weird point
2: (laughs) yeah what does it really make sense to me like
0: like he gets married and he gets to be human again i guess or like not be i don't
2: think that's true i don't know Was that i think he was well yeah no i guess that's right because it was like oh if we get married i can like go do whatever i want pretty much yeah i think if i remember correctly I don't know what that all implies it's less that
1: he becomes alive, but maybe he's just like, it's his way of no longer being trapped. So he's like a genie in a bottle. Yeah. Cause yeah. they say like, baby. They, well, cause the, the, Oh, I can't remember her name, but like their like counselor. Basically they, she tells them like, Hey, don't free him. Like I got him, I've got him trapped, but like, don't do that again. So I'm guessing maybe it is a thing where like you know, he's he's uh he's just a little bit of a ghoul, you know? Just a little ghoul doing ghoul things. He's a big ghoul. He does he does, you know, little little trolly things and that's what he does until you can get rid of him. He's he's
0: more he's more poltergeist than ghost. Let's let's be honest.
2: Well, oh, poltergeist is a type of ghost, you know. It's a type of spirit.
0: But they're they're known for their uh, shenanigans. Ah, uh, those ghosts and
1: their classic shenanigans.
2: One of the other plot beats that was kinda weird is like the happy resolution for the movie was that uh the couple kind of got the kid they were never able to have, and the kid's actual parents were totally cool with it. Of just being like, Well, yeah, wow, she must have really aced that test, I guess, or whatever. It's like, all right, I guess they really do not give a shit, huh? Like, yep, all right. You guys can do all the cool and or lame stuff. We don't care.
1: Oh yeah, as long as she gets to continue making her shitty art.
2: <laughs> Damn, shots fired at this
0: fifteen-year-old's art. Let's, let's. No, be no, honest. no. He's talking about what? the mom. Oh no, no, no.
2: okay.
1: <laughs> I gotcha. I'm just here, I'm just here <laughs> taking shots at a fifteen-year-old. Damn. Damn, no. bro. All right, I guess. No, the, the stepmom who makes art that only Tim Burton would love. <laughs> right, yeah.
2: Like, oh, you're so good at art. This is what someone that good that's good at art produces.
0: Well, I love the her agent or whatever. He's like, I haven't made a penny off you, so if you guys make any money off this ghost tour thing, I'm taking all of it.
1: <laughs> uh, I also forgot, like... At, as a homeowner, how shitty, like, when they walk through and they're just, like, spray painting, like, mauve onto the wall. <laughs> they're just basically just trashing this house. Like, damn, that hurts. Like, just, and like, oh, I, I really like this room. This room sucks. We need to change everything. Oh, okay. All right. Thanks. Thanks for your support.
2: Yeah, they got to hear him rip their house apart. <laughs> and then turn it into whatever the fuck that was. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, how about this outdoor porch, and then we'll just randomly put another wall up.
0: Yeah, we okay. only have, like, Chip one it. one wall on the outdoor porch thing.
2: <laughs> Their dining room looked like friggin' Mr. Freeze's lair. Like, what? <laughs> Did they reuse that set? like? <laughs> and, <laughs> Like, oh, you know what? I got the perfect set already. I don't even have to spend any money on
0: it.
1: Bet you it's somewhere here in the Warner Brothers lot. I'm sure we could find it.
0: Previously, I'd said that, like, I was kind of surprised at how much I enjoyed this movie. And I think it was because it was kind of smart, I guess, witty. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of jabs at, like... The upper class, in a in a sense, in my mind, I don't know. One of the lines I really loved was when they're having the dinner party, and uh, the, the dad is like, "I propose a toast to who our intrepid friends who brave the expressway and fourteen toll booths to visit us. May your buildings go condo."
1: And they all like toast. Us. <laughs> I was yeah. like, what's so stupid? I do love the fact that uh, the studio originally wanted to call the movie House Ghosts instead of house guests huh clever uh tim burton is a joke suggested the name scared sheetless and the studio actually considered using it
2: i mean i will say this beetlejuice is definitely a more memorable memorable name than any of those even if i don't think it's super accurate it's at least
0: memorable if you would have told me hey guys let's watch house ghosts i would not have uh Hey guys, let's
2: watch. watch this movie called House. It's really good.
0: Hey, that <laughs> one's that one's pretty good.
2: Yep, Damn. <laughs> it's definitely not our one of our lowest rated movies on this pod or
1: anything like that. Holy shit! Okay, this is kind of interesting. Beetlejuice was the first DVD that Netflix sent out in 1998.
0: Wow! Wow, that's uh, that's very interesting.
2: That's an interesting, it's an interesting little tidbit. Honestly, I can see that, that being a be... trivia question. At I some was going to
0: say uh, you're out at the bar and they drop that uh, trivia question because Netflix Remember just that? ended their DVDs the other day, actually.
2: Yeah, and Best Buy said they're not even carrying them anymore at all. Um, so
1: we we're talking about how much or little Michael Keaton is in the movie. 14 and a 14 and a half minutes that's it
0: and it's 92 minute runtime
1: yep sick
0: i did love the running joke of like did you read the handbook yeah and it's like uh no well we skimmed it you know or then they just like leave it around and that becomes a major plot point that, was, that i i enjoy that
1: type of like stupid humor tim burton originally wanted sammy davis jr <laughs> to play Beetlejuice.
2: that's an odd what? choice that is a weird choice
1: there. apparently michael keaton was like super responsible for his character like he came up with the look uh he told the makeup department he wanted mold on his face and he wanted his hair looking as if he'd stuck his finger in an electrical socket and he requested that the wardrobe department send him clothes from all different time periods so maybe that's why he ad-libbed most of it. Maybe, like, he just came up, like, with so much of the character that Tim Burton was like, you know what? You know it better than anyone else, so, like, just just do what he would do.
0: Yeah, I saw that, Um, like, when Tim Burton pitched it to him. He was like, he lived in every time period, but no time period. So that's probably where that concept of, like, give me something from everywhere kind of came from.
2: Got bad news for you, Ben. I don't know if we talked about this, but uh, it says Michael Keaton's this is his favorite film he's made is Beetlejuice.
1: I mean, it makes sense being as he did so much of it. Like, I I would it would be like being like, hey, here's this character you created and got to do everything with, and then here's this character that you played where you couldn't turn your head right. Which was your favorite?
0: Wait. So it says the movie's box office success created plans for a sequel. Beetlejuice goes Hawaiian. A script was commissioned, and Michael Keaton and Winona Ryder were both signed on to uh, reprieve their roles in the the respect <laughs> reprieve their uh, respective roles. Uh, Tim Burton lost interest in the project and went on to direct Batman and Batman Returns instead. And As of late 2015, Warner Brothers was still trying to get the original sequel concept into production. Is that what this new one is going to be? Is it going to be... Oh, God. Beetlejuice goes Hawaiian? Hopefully not. That sounds that would awful.
1: would be fucking awesome.
2: Uh, <laughs> I bet... You know, I think they're just trying to capitalize that Beetlejuice musical is really popular, so... I don't know what they're doing, but it's probably not
1: that. I don't know. The idea of them purposefully making, like, a campy beach movie, but with Beetlejuice, I don't know. That sounds like something I want to watch. I will say there's a lot of things Tim Burton does that I, like, like the Edward scissorhands type style I don't always love. But when he takes the Tim, the burton ness and he puts it in like a campy way. I I think it's I think it's better than most of the stuff he does.
0: Um, I mean like Mars like Attacks. Mars, yeah, Mars yeah. Attacks
1: like such a fun movie is just a giant like campy weird 3D stop motion mixed with everything else. I think the the campiness that he does in this movie makes it feel very I I think if you look at this movie, I think there's two ways to view it. If you view it kind of, like, as it is, I get it. It doesn't come across great. The special effects don't age. But if you look at it as, like, Tim Burton's, like, an homage to, like, a 50s B-horror movie, it's it just comes across as fun, and like, just campy and great. So, yeah, the idea of him doing a beach movie sounds hilarious. Yeah,
2: I do agree. I think his movies are definitely better when they're... Cheesy and they also like are self aware of that fact. Whereas, like, the more serious ones are definitely not of interest to me. It's like, yeah, I don't really like that that much.
0: It's, it's funny to me. Um, and I posted on the uh on Cocktails Classics, like, I shared like an Instagram story that the director of The Nightmare Before Christmas said that he has been working on an idea for a prequel. Uh, And Hannah was like, Tim Burton? I was like, no. Even though it is called Tim Burton's A Nightmare Before Christmas, Henry Selleck directed that and James and the Giant Peach and uh, Coraline and Ollie is like, even though everyone thinks that's Tim Burton, it is not Tim Burton.
2: I mean, honestly, I thought it was Tim Burton until just now. So I learned something new today.
0: No, I think he wrote the original like story.
1: Yeah, he wrote the poem.
0: I bet that dude is like so pissed off. The guy who directed every, it. Yeah, that everyone thinks fucking Tim Burton <laughs> made all this shit. And he's just like,
2: Well, as you said, it's in the name. It's on the it's on the poster for the movie. It says Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas. It doesn't say Henry Selick's Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay, also, never mind. That's mean. What were you going to say, Cam? <laughs> Nothing. I clicked Henry Selick's IMDb picture, and I hate his smile on his IMDb <laughs> page, so I was going to say he deserves it, but that's not nice. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Henry Selick. That was a, that was a mean thought I had. I apologize.
0: <laughs> I don't think you'll ever hear this. He specifically what, like goes and listens to Tim Burton podcast episodes. Just... <laughs> Just to see if people mentioned oh, that they enjoyed the Nightmare Before Christmas. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> so I looked I, uh, I looked up Beetlejuice too. So Jenna Ortega is playing Winona Ryder's daughter. Michael Keaton is returning. He has a wife, apparently. Uh, Catherine O'Hara is coming back. We have Willem Dafoe. Justin Thoreau. and those are the only ones I know by name on the cast list for, uh, so far. But it looks like most of the crew's getting back together, so I'm, I'm interested. Yeah, it does sound like a here. quality reprise. I don't know. I did enjoy Wednesday. Did you guys watch Wednesday? I did not. No. It's pretty good. Tim Burton, I think, did. At least mm, part of the series,
1: that he directed. Yeah, and wasn't he a producer?
0: Uh, he directed four episodes of it. So I don't know. Like I thought that was pretty good. So I think he can, he can get back to, uh, you know, peak Tim Burton. Maybe we'll forget about Dumbo and uh, Dark Shadows and <laughs> Alice in Wonderland. Make make me forget about those movies, <laughs> please.
2: Yeah, they can't all be bangers, you know? You gotta have some duds in there.
0: Oh, we also did the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory re- remake. I forgot about that. That one's pretty bad.
1: I thought that was okay. That was that bad? I also forgot uh, that was him. I didn't like it. I I didn't love it.
2: It's not surprising, but I didn't think it was bad.
1: I know it was, like, truer to the book, I think, I guess, is what they were going for. but
2: Yeah, I bet it's gonna be better than whatever shit they're coming out with. Soon for Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. With, with Timothy what's Chalamet? Name. Yeah. What's I feel it like called? that m- movie's so right? bad. Yeah, I think
0: that's right. Is it a musical? Or is he just singing? Well, I guess it originally also sings, so never mind.
2: Yeah. It does also have Olivia Coleman and Hugh. Oh, that's right. It also has Hugh Grant as the Oompa Loompas. It's so weird. Yeah. So Rowan weird. Ryan
0: Atkinson, Sally Hawkins, Keegan Michael Key. <laughs> <laughs> matt lucas weird cast. Oh man who's directing it paul king what has he done oh he did paddington oh fuck dude i'm all in you <laughs> never seen paddington did, did, the, did the did the paddington movies and the mighty boosh i'm i'm sold i'm in <laughs> I'm fucking wonka all day baby <laughs> oh no wonka man. supremacy you're Dylan at the mighty boosh Hey, the mighty Boosh gave us the the joy that is old Greg. I'm old Greg. Peak, old 2000s, Greg. peak 2007 YouTube. <laughs> Only one of us had seen this film before, so Ben's going to give you a nostalgia review and well, a nostalgia rating and a new rating on a rewatch. And then Cam and I will give you a uh, Goob Squad's going to give you two fresh reviews. Cam, lead us off.
2: All right, I think it was funny. I don't think it was that good if I'm being honest. I did not like the centering of the movie around the couple. Thought it was okay. Um The vibes are alright. It doesn't the special effects don't hold up super well, to be honest. Especially like they did use some like CJ CGI, CGI, like early CGI, and it looks pretty bad. So I think I'm gonna give this movie like a six out of ten it's fine there are some there are some funny parts and beetlejuice is probably the best part of the movie but it is short like he is a very short part in the movie despite him being the title character
0: i think i agree with cam for the most part i think beetlejuice is obviously the best part of the movie would it be better if there was too much beetlejuice and he kind of got on your nerves i don't know like it might be a thing where like sparingly used, it's a lot better than like you know he's in the movie for seventy five percent of it being himself. You know, I think the movie is pretty funny. There's a lot of bits that make me that made me chuckle, uh, a lot of little gags here and there. But for the most part, I think like Cam said, like there's there's not enough Beetlejuice and the first 30 minutes of the movie it's kind of like oh don't don't use Beetlejuice like he's a bad guy don't do it like oh we can scare our way out it like you know it's it's kind of like talks about him and then you finally like see him like enter and I guess it kind of like it kind of lives up to the expectations but like I feel like it, it there could have been so much more. the cast is amazing Michael Keaton knocks it out of the park. I I can see why this is. I mean, I'm sure he probably had a really great experience like filming the movie too, but I I do think it's one of my favorite Michael Keaton roles that I've seen him in. And to know that like 90% of his lines were ad libbed, I think really just like puts it up that little extra bit for me that like he just kind of full sent it and what came out of it was. Kind of authentic to his like acting. I'm gonna give it a seven out of ten. I don't know if it's gonna be an every year around Halloween thing for me. I- I'm definitely gonna add it into my rotation, having not seen it before. It- it's fun. It's lighthearted. It's one of those, in in my mind, in my category of like Halloween movies. I'm putting it in there with like a Hocus Pocus, like some of the more lighthearted ones, because I personally like to watch like horror movies in Halloween. I- I'm gonna I'm gonna put it in rotation, and and when I'm feeling a little spooky but funny that's gonna go in um
1: i remember this movie like a lot as a kid this was one of those that was like it's a kid-friendly halloween movie i mean it's it's got parts that are i i guess you could say scary i don't know they're not you know terrifying or anything but sometimes you know the cgi sandworms jumping out and attacking things or the crazy beetlejuice snake face thing get a little a little spooky so this was a halloween staple that was like every year you know you could watch that it made you feel like it was halloween but you didn't have to you know be terrified watching anything that an adult would really find scary uh so going in yeah i i had it at a seven It was a movie i i remembered enjoying and, and you know like i said kind of being a part of a, a halloween tradition on a rewatch i agree not enough beetlejuice you, you kind of forget as a kid that he's not in it that much i think this movie is it's fun uh there's parts of it that i really like i i think there's jokes in there that land that i really enjoy especially more so now as an adult than i did as a kid i don't think this movie is necessarily very good it's fun i i don't think it's a movie i need to watch every year or every other year i think this is a movie that like I think this is a movie that, I, that a kid would watch on Halloween and would enjoy watching every Halloween, but not a movie that I will want to watch very often. I, I gave it a five on a rewatch. It's okay. It's it's good. There's parts of it I like. I like the the campiness of it. At other times, there's a bit still too much Burtoniness to it for me. But I do kind of want to see Beetlejuice Goes to Hawaii. So let's make that happen. God,
0: it's going to be like the fucking, what is it, vacation, Christmas Vacation 2, where like Cousin Eddie is uh, (laughs) in Hawaii or whatever. Cousin (laughs) Eddie? That's that's (laughs) what Beetlejuice Goes to Hawaii is going to be the equivalent of. It's just going to be so shit. Yeah. Another lovely episode here at Cocktails and Classics. Don't forget to rate and subscribe. Check us out on Instagram at Cocktails and Classics Pod and check our new website, www.cocktailsandclassicspod.com. Hit the show notes and use those Caster links to get yourself some alcohol delivered directly to your door. Make the, the Beetlejuice cocktail. Check us out next time, and as always, watch responsibly.